0: Good morning, Truth Church members. In spite of all that's going on in the world, it's a great day to serve the Lord. He is still on the throne, and therefore, He's still in control. Let me begin with a few praise reports. First, Brother Mike Feindel let us know that several people with whom he's spoken have said that they want to start listening to our church services, so we're thankful for that. Appreciate him reaching out and, and getting some folks uh, interested in hearing what we have to say. Uh, also, Brother Nelson has reported that a relative we've been praying for uh, intends to start listening as well. And so uh, we are we're just so thankful for those that the Lord's stirring, dealing with. And uh, we want to pray together that souls will be saved and God will be glorified in the midst of everything that's happening. Uh, I do hope that all of you are doing your best to join the live stream every service. I also hope that you're following the suggestions that I've laid out and treating every service the same as if you were at church. Let me tell you why that's so important. You see, the devil wants us to become spiritually malnourished during this time because he loves to attack us at our weakest moments. Stay strong, child of God. Keep praying. Keep reading your Bible. Stay connected to your church family. Doing these things creates a threefold cord the devil cannot easily break. I do want to tell you that we are looking at ways that we can provide a better worship experience for those who want it. No one's going to be under obligation to do it, but we are looking at a few options and you should be receiving a call uh, or or, uh, a text or an email within the next few days to talk to you about what we're looking at doing. And we are trying to find ways that we can remain in compliance with our current stay-at-home order, uh, our current limit of 10 uh, in uh, in a group, and yet provide an opportunity for some of you either to come to the church during the live uh, service that's going on, or um, we're looking at a couple of other places where we can set up and I don't want to give too much away, but we are working on it. And so just stay tuned and expect to hear from us within the next day or so. We hope that we can have something in place. And I'm very, very excited about it. It's just been too long since I've seen some of you. And I really mean that. I don't like going long times without getting to see the great saints of God that are a part of the Truth Church. So, so stay tuned Uh, Follow these podcasts, listen to our live services. We're going to do everything we can to stay within the guidelines and yet uh, provide you with perhaps an even better opportunity to be a part of our worship services. On today's podcast, I want to share a bit of my own personal testimony concerning the awesome power and compassion of God. Before I do, I want to ask a favor of you. If God has done something special for you, whether recently or in the past, would you be willing to share it with the church family? Maybe we could even arrange to to meet you here and let you record it if you wanted to do that or just write it down and let me read it. But I do believe that Um, being able to share testimonies of the goodness of God is, is one way that we can all encourage one another. We know that Hebrews 13 and 8 tells us Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. And so by hearing stories of the goodness of God and the things that God has done in the past will encourage us to believe that he's going to do great things for us today, right now, and in the future. So if you're willing, let us know. Reach out to us. Let us know you've got something that you'd like to testify uh, about, something you'd like to share with everyone else, and, and we'll make a way to get that into one of our upcoming podcasts. So, so be in prayer about that. Think about that. Now, as I said, I want to use today's podcast To tell you about a time God came through for me in a very special way. As most of you know, I was not raised in an apostolic home. Although my parents considered themselves Christians, they did not practice the religions with which they identified, but as a child I started attending an apostolic church. At the age of 12, I repented of my sins, I was baptized in Jesus' name, and received the gift of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in tongues, in accordance with Acts 2.38. Within the next few months, as most of you know, God helped me to lead my parents, both my brothers, and my 77-year-old grandmother to the truth. And then within a short time, others in my extended family were also born again. Most of you know that. But here's a story that I don't know how many of you are aware of. It was not long after my family got in church that I became very ill. My fever reached dangerously high numbers. I can still remember my mom and my aunt trying desperately to cool my fever, and then all of a sudden, blood began to pour from both of my nostrils. We could not find any way to make the blood stop. And so finally, uh, as disgusting as this sounds, just stay with me for a moment, but, but it finally, we could not make it stop. They finally got a bucket, put it on the floor. I rolled over on my stomach on the bed and just let my head hang off the side and just let the blood flow because we could not get it stopped. As we're standing there trying to figure out, my mother is desperate. My aunt is is worried. Uh, nobody knows what to do, how to fix this. And and my aunt suddenly remembered she'd had a, a history um, in the Apostolic Church as a as a young lady, and she remembered somebody sharing with her that there was a verse in the Bible they said would stop the flow of blood. And so she told my mom, she said, I'm gonna run home real fast. I'm going to get my Bible and I'm gonna find that scripture. Well, thankfully she didn't live very far from us. And so she went home, she got her Bible, she came back and, and she stood at my bedside and began to read. She was reading from Ezekiel chapter 16 And verse number six, and this is what it says. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. She read it once, and I told her to read it again. When she finished, I asked that she would just keep reading it. To our amazement, the more she read it, the more the blood began to coagulate and eventually it stopped. As she read the word of God, the blood stopped. Still, my fever was high. They could not get it down. My mother, of course, was extremely worried as any mother would be. She was getting ready to call the doctor. I still can see it clearly in my mind. She's standing there at the phone. She's getting ready to call the doctor and I stopped her. And I told her that I couldn't really explain it, but somehow I really felt like God wanted me to trust Him in this situation. That God did not want me at that time seeking medical attention. I'm not against that, I'm not preaching against it. I'm just saying, this is what happened to me as a new convert and a young boy. I just felt this stirring in my spirit that God was saying, I want to take care of this. Give me the opportunity to take care of it. And so I, I, I talked to my mom, She, uh, the mother side of her uh, obviously wanted to go ahead and call the doctor anyhow, but the new convert side of her, she didn't want to do anything that might be against what God would want. And so she ended up saying, okay, if you're sure that God's telling you, then we'll trust God. And And, and we prayed, the family prayed. We had the pastor come over. He prayed for me. I don't know how many times during this ordeal. I don't remember now how long it lasted. This has been more than 40 years ago. Um, in fact, it's been, close to 50 years ago now, but but I don't really remember how long it lasted. It uh, seemed like to me it lasted a long time. My pastor would come, as I said, he would pray for me, and, and I'd get a little bit of relief, but I never could get a complete healing. After many days of, of not being able to eat, not being able to keep food down, uh, just being so weak and so sick. I I wasted away to nothing. And again, I know that may be hard to look at me now and believe that, but it really happened. Um, I had gotten down to where I really looked and felt like a feeble old man. Every time I moved, my joints would creak and pop. It hurt to walk. In fact, it hurt to get up. Um, and so, as I said, we, we would pray, and yet I couldn't seem to get the complete healing. And, and finally, after many days of this, I felt so weak. I felt so down. I had not been able to be in church for quite a while, and, and, and I just was desperately longing for something, some word from God, some feeling of God being there, and, and I was just desperate in every way, physically, emotionally, spiritually, I felt like I was at the at, at my wit's end. And so I, I weakly motioned for my mom and, and, and asked her to come over and I asked her, I said, mom, would you just bring my Bible to me? And she went and got my Bible and she went to hand it to me. I really didn't even have the strength to hold it. I didn't have the strength to try to search through it. I just took it and let it fall on my bed. And and saints of God, I'm here to tell you, when my Bible fell open that day, my eyes were directed to a passage. And it was almost as if there was no other writing in the Bible except the last half of a verse and the one verse that followed it. And when I saw that, I want to tell you, God did something special for me that day. I looked down, And my eyes fell on the latter part of Isaiah 41, 9, and then uh, verse 10. This is what those verses say. Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee and not cast thee away. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I'm going to tell you, it was as if God had spoken audibly to me that day, and I knew in that moment everything was going to be all right. Sometime after that experience in the middle of the night, I was lying awake in such anguish. I felt I just couldn't take any more. I asked my parents to call the pastor one more time. He came. He knelt at my bedside. He and my family and myself began to pray. And I'm going to tell you, the presence of God filled that room. And the power of God came down and touched me. And at the end of that time of the moving of the Spirit of God, there on my bed, I remember sitting up for the first time. God had done a miracle. If I'm not mistaken, the very next church service, I was in church worshiping God. I'm going to tell you, I said all of that to say this. To everybody that's listening today, God is no respecter of persons. What he did for me almost a half century ago, he will do for any of his children. In fact, I think all of us during this time should adopt Isaiah 41, 9, and 10 as our own verses. Listen to me. He has not cast you away. Fear not, He is with you. Don't be dismayed. He is your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you with the right hand of his righteousness. Saints, he is still your shepherd, and there is no reason for you to worry or fear. God bless each of you, my beloved saints. If I can do anything to help you, if anyone here at the church can do anything to help you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Remember to email your prayer requests to prayer at prayer at Send that prayer request to us. We're going to be praying over those things. I want you to know that we and God are here for you. It's going to be all right God's got it in His hands. God bless.